And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. So I think the question is simple for our gospel reading today. And it's a question some of us don't realize we need to ask. It's a question most of us are afraid to ask. Certainly, liberal theology won't ask the question. And the question is this. Does the slave deserve it? Does the slave deserve to be tortured because he did not forgive as his Lord forgave him? There are two narratives of enslaved persons in our reading today. The first is the unforgiving slave narrative which we read in our gospel. The slave who we can imagine told and tilled tirelessly day by day to support his family. We are not told how he acquired his debt, though we know it was a significant amount. For one talent is equivalent to 15 years of wage. This slave owed 150,000 years worth of labor. Wages his children's 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 children could not pay off. And as the king planned to sell off this slave, his family, and all their possessions because he could not pay him back, the slave begged and pleaded for his life. Has life ever gotten you down this bad? Do you know what it's like to cry out for justice and instead receive mercy. The king, whose heart was broken open out of mercy, forgives this slave's debt. And yet, on that same day, this slave withholds mercy from someone else. How quickly he forgot the mercy he received. How quickly he forgot the liberating power of forgiveness, how easy it was for him, now in a position of authority and privilege to perpetrate violence. The other slave narrative is in our Old Testament reading. Joseph, our 17-year-old dreamer who was the favorite of his father's sons and who received a colorful garment is sold into slavery by his brothers out of their bitterness, resentment, and jealousy. And in Joseph's enslavement in Egypt, four different times the scriptures say the Lord was with him. Joseph remained faithful amid lustful temptations because the Lord was with him. Joseph had hope in the midst of despair because the Lord was with him. What must it be like for the Lord to be with you? What is it like to know your circumstances will change, but our faithful God will not? What is it like 
to live and move and have your being in corrupt systems, knowing you are held in the hands of the Lord. Joseph, who could have held a grudge, would forgive his brothers not only by way of words and tears, but in his kindness towards them. So today we find ourselves betwixt and between two slaves, the slave who is unforgiving and the slave who is forgiving. And I am convinced Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he used the lens of slavery to tell this parable. Greco-Roman slavery was no less cruel than any slavery in other societies. It was an institution made to profit from unjust and often unpaid labor. Men, women, and children forced into labor. Men, women, and children forced to serve a cruel Lord. Men, women, and children stripped of their dignities. Families ripped apart. Life devoid of humanity. We exist between these two slaves in a way that we can see ourselves to ask the question, what are we enslaved to? So Joshua, it must be a God thing that Jesus would take this paradigm of the evils of enslavement and of the slave-board relationship and turn it for our good. The hope of the gospel is Jesus subverts the relationship of the slave and Lord and redeems it. The hope is the relationship would be different as we see ourselves enslaved to Christ as our Lord. In this enslavement to Christ as our Lord, we are not forced, but we have choice and consent. To be enslaved to Christ our Lord is to be pardoned from revenge and spite and to be chained to righteousness. It is to be emancipated from vengeance and pettiness and to be bound to mercy and loving kindness. It is to be freed from gaslighting and manipulation and be shackled to compassion. And we are called to live a life of total forgiveness, putting all things in subjection under our Christ. And we do all of this. We are able to forgive. We are able to put all things in subjection under our Christ because we serve a Lord who is not like other lords. Our Lord is gracious, kind, gentle, and just. Our Lord's work is about mercy. So I'm curious uh, if everyone has had a chance to see this. Just nod of heads, yes, no, maybe so. Um, so this pamphlet um, is for you. 
uh, and I encourage you to get one. Um, on the front of it, as we have began our program year, uh, has our mission to live God's love and what that looks like. Uh, as you open it up, you will read that we have our five priorities uh, as a parish. And on the back is our values. And this is the compass to how we will live out our mission. So it is today that I, Mitchell Felton, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be a priest, pastor, and teacher, recommit my soul, my life, and my all to the gospel of Jesus Christ crucified and risen. And I will live God's love in a world that needs it. I will treat people the way God has treated me. I will forgive as I have been forgiven. And most importantly, I will repent and seek forgiveness when I have hurt others. I will be enslaved to the living Lord because to live God's love in this world, there is no other way to life and to peace. When I would visit folks in the hospital who were actively dying, our conversations would begin around forgiveness. And then it would switch. Uh, we would begin to talk about death. And the conversation would be um, not about if or when they would meet their Lord, but rather how. How will they meet their Lord? Forgive. So simple, it must be true. So true, it's easily forgotten. And if we forgive, if we forgive as our Lord has forgiven us, then on our last day, in our dying breath, we will meet the face of the Lord, not in fear or in shame, but in rejoicing.